0: ...and bless you guys with it also. And I learned this song uh, October 2016, about uh, the, the Christmas. We had a family camp in Darwin, and some beautiful women from,
1: from the Nandi Church in Fiji came over for a visit, about 10 or so of them, and I'd never seen women of faith like that before in my life. They didn't even come home with a return ticket. They made some money to come, and they did some jobs in Australia to get themselves home. And these women used to just sing everywhere was so nice, they left an impact on Darwin. We took them down the markets, they made a big circle and were singing songs to the Lord. And one of them's name was Emma. She's Nambukas' son, Pastor Nambukas' son, our daughter. And uh, she taught me this song. And this was the first song I ever (coughs) learned, because I come from the deep, dark world and all I ever knew was a worldly song. And this was the first gospel song I learned. But it's a a song of hope, and it's a song of the the heaven to come, and it's called... um, I've never been this home it It's a country song.
0: It's
1: one of my first times doing this. There's a light in
0: the window The table spreads splendor Oh, someone standing by the open door I can't see a crystal river Oh, I must be living forever. Lord, I've never felt this whole before yes, yes. See the bright light shine. It's just a battle of time. I can see my father, he's standing at the door. This world has been a will. Yes, I'm ready for deliverance of heaven Oh, I've never been in this home since before I can see the family gathered Sweet faces so familiar Oh, oh. the ones who don't feeble any more this lonesome heart is crying. Think I spread my wings for flying. Oh, I've never felt this homesick before. See the bright light shine. It's just about more time. I can see my father, he's standing at the door. Well, it's been a real I'm ready for the Hallelujah. Lord, I've never been this homesick before. Lord, I've never been this homesick before.
2: Lenny, I think you just converted me to country music <laughs> <laughs> praise the Lord I've got chills I feel like I'd be born again <laughs> amen amen well before we um, introduce our speaker I just want to just want to pray over some some people that are away here we've got some some nice people that are away and uh, some are sick some are having operations and stuff like that so um Lord Jesus, Lord, before we get into your word, Lord, we ask, Lord, that you uh, have your hand and reach out and touch the people, Lord God. Lord, that you heal them, Lord, that, Lord, you touch their members, Lord, that they will be made whole again, Lord. That, Lord Jesus, Lord, that they will come back into your fellowship, Lord God, come back into the fellowship of your brethren, Lord Jesus, Lord. So that, Lord, that we can have fellowship and commune with you again, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Um, so we have a brother, uh, Sam. Where is he? There he is. From Sydney. Sam, would you like to make your way up? <laughs> and, um, yeah, take your living. Amen. Praise the Lord. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Amen. Thank you, Brother
0: Lenny.
1: always just encourage you when people want to step out and just do something for the Lord. Um, yeah. It's even better when they can, can hold it to you. So, praise <laughs> Lord. But, uh, praise the Lord, everyone. Praise, praise Lord. the Lord. In tweet, and, um, you know, because uh, we only pray for the nice people, here. Eh? <laughs> 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 nah, just, just playing around. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah. I do notice that there is, um, it's mainly the core group here tonight, Uh, as we were worshiping um, uh, the Lord laid something upon my heart I'm still going to preach the same message just how you preach it Um, but he did lay something on my heart um, how to finish it so maybe we can spend some time as a prayer, as a church body and and we see what the Lord does through this message but um, once again it's been a, a pleasure and an honour to, to, to come to Gold Coast and then cross over to good old New South Wales and and uh, and spend the weekend with you all. Uh, this place holds a very special place in my heart, and um, and uh, yeah, I've just been really blessed this whole weekend. I've eaten more, honestly, these last three days mm. than I have literally in the last three weeks.
3: <laughs> um,
1: literally, I mean. And, um, so thank you Pastor Jacob thank you mm-hmm. to your leadership and everyone else that' you know, is doing an amazing job over here in the gold coast and and you know, I hear good things about brother Jason and the you know um, what you're doing over here in Tweed. and and um, yes yeah, it's just been a pleasure amen amen who's ready to hear from the Word of God one yeah. more time this weekend yeah. 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 who's ready to Who's, who's ready to receive something? If you guys aren't ready to receive something, I might as well receive it. Yeah. If you don't want a blessing, I'll take the blessing. Amen. Amen? Praise the Lord. Why don't we stand, if you turn to me, the book of Acts, chapter 6. Book of Acts, chapter 6. and Starting from verse 12. We're going to take this, uh, this story from when... Uh, Stephen is about to get taken up and uh, accused of all these things, and, and uh, he's eventually, um, you know, he dies for, for the gospel of Jesus Christ and considered the first martyr uh, of the New Testament, first one of the apostles to, to die um, because he refused to forsake Jesus Christ. Amen. Mm-hmm. Acts chapter 6. Starting at verse uh, 12 to uh, 15, then we're going to go to seven, chapter, chapter 7, verse 1, and then jump down to verse 54. Starting in Acts, chapter 6, verse 12, it says, And they stirred up the people, and the elders, and the scribes, and came upon him, and caught him, and brought him to the council and set up false witnesses which said this man ceases not to speak blasphemous words against his holy place and the law. For we have heard him say that this Jesus of Nazareth shall destroy this place and shall change the customs which Moses delivered us. And all that sat in the council looking steadfastly on him saw this, saw his face as it had been the face of an angel. Yeah. Acts chapter 1 verse 7, it says, Then said the high priest, Are these things so? So Stephen then goes on and, and kind of gives them a history lesson of of things that happened in the Old Testament from Abraham to, to them being taken into Egypt and the Moses delivering them from Egypt, and he just goes on through the Old Testament and kind of leads them through uh, prophecies and 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 pretty much just gives them a, 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 a historical lesson, pretty much. And if we jump down to verse fifty-four to verse sixty, he says, "When they heard these things, all these things that Stephen, all this information, all these uh, all these stories that 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 Stephen." told them and taught them out of the scriptures. It says they were cut to the heart and they gnashed on him with their teeth. But he being full of the Holy Ghost looked steadfastly into heaven and saw the glory of God and Jesus standing on the right hand of God and said, Behold, I see the heavens open and the Son of Man standing on the right hand of God. Then, he, then they cried out with a loud voice and stopped their ears and ran upon him with one accord and cast him out of the city and stoned him. And the witnesses laid down their clothes at the young man's feet, whose name was Saul, as we know today as Paul. And they stoned Stephen, calling upon God and saying, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And verse... Sixty, he said. He kneeled down and cried with a loud voice, "Lord, lay not this sin to their charge." And we had, when he had said this, he fell asleep. And for the next few moments, I'm simply going to talk about making an account. Amen. Make an account. Amen. Why don't we put our Bibles down and just agree one more time. Lift our voices in heaven if you would agree with me. Hallelujah, Jesus. Lord, we thank you for your presence, Lord Jesus, that is in this place, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for those that are here tonight, Lord Jesus. We We don't believe in coincidences, Lord, but we all come here to hear from you. Speak to us, I pray, Lord God. Open up our hearts. Our minds, our yes, ears, Lord Jesus, Jesus, to receive the goodness of your word. Yes, Speak God. through me, Lord Jesus, for I am but a vessel, Lord God. Have your way here tonight. Yes. We love you. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said. Amen. Amen. Why don't you clap onto to the Lord as you're seeing <laughs> Praise the Lord. Praise God. Make it count. Bear with me as I just build a, a, a little foundation and. I might not even get to the end of the message before we just spend some time to pray um, together as a church since we're all pretty pretty seasoned here, so to speak. Some more seasoned than others, but how often do you find yourself failing to seize certain opportunities that present itself? Do you ever find yourself wasting Or wasting time maybe thinking, my goodness, I should have made better use of my time and my resources. I shouldn't have spent so much energy doing this. I would have been better off investing my efforts doing that instead. An article written in the Huffington Post. Did you know it all along? The Psychology of Hindsight Bias. It's an interesting aspect of the way our minds deal with future and the past. Once we all know the answer, this current feeling of uncertainty, the current not knowing, will not only disappear, but it will also become oddly, uncannily difficult to remember. We will look back upon these days and feel as though we knew it all along. Psychologists call this hindsight bias. And it's among the most widely studied of decision traps. Hmm. According to a a recent review, some 800 scientific papers have looked at hindsight bias since it was first brought to life in the 1970s. Hindsight bias is usually a, a matter of degree. Before something happens, you might think an event is somewhat likely Like 60% Likely to happen But then after, as you look back on those events You inflate your certainty somewhat And you think to yourself It was 80% more likely to happen Some examples of hindsight bias Is for instance Packing up to go camping A father says that he just knows Someone is going to forget something It turns out that his son forgot his fishing rod. And he says, I was sure it would happen. We do that sometimes when we're packing our things to travel somewhere. I have a feeling I'm forgetting something. We get there, we've forgotten something. I knew it, I knew it. I knew that was going to happen. A boy sends a poem into a popular poetry journal and says he thinks he has a good shot of getting published. Even though deep down he doesn't believe it. When he gets the acceptance letter, he immediately replies that he predicted it all along. An individual notices that outside is beginning to look a little bit grey. He says to himself, I bet it's going to rain this afternoon. When it does rain, the individual tells himself that he was certain that it would rain. When he saw the clouds rolling in. Another term for this. Bias mindset is new, is known as "knew it all along" effect. <laughs> I knew it all along. This refers to a belief a person believing that they are able to predict a certain outcome when there was no sure way of knowing the results. This is a common phenomenon that we catch ourselves practicing at one point in our lives. Some practice it more than others. But unfortunately, the effect of harboring and encouraging this tendency can lead to limitations in any decision-making process. The simple way to explain this occurrence is with the term, again, I knew it. Have you ever experienced when you're looking at an outcome, again, after it's come to pass, you turn around, I knew it, I knew that was going to happen. Psychologists say that this hindsight bias works on three levels. In the first, there is a memory distortion in which a person distorts and wrongly remembers an opinion or judgment from earlier. I said it will happen. In the second, the person believes that the event was inevitable, it had to happen. And in the third, the predictability is further enhanced by the fact that the event could have been foreseen by him or her. I knew it would happen. There was an experiment that was conducted by psychologists Martin Bolt and John Brink in 1991 to illustrate this phenomenon of hindsight bias. Students from Calvin College were asked to predict the US Senate vote on a Supreme Court nominee, Clarence Thomas. 58% 58% of the students predicted that he would be approved. A week later, after Thomas's confirmation, these students were asked to recall what they had predicted. And it was found that 78% of students said that they were sure he would be approved. The discrepancy in the poll results from before and after the vote proved that when one is faced with the final result, the outcome suddenly seems predictable and obvious. Not only that, the person is also overcome with the feeling that that he had predicted the result all along. Hindsight, in, in general, is an interesting concept. If you are afforded the opportunity to experience a certain journey to the end, having the ability to reflect on that journey and hopefully learn from that experience. To me this is no more evident than when I observe the difference between the relationship of a person and their child and then eventually the relationship between that same person and their grandchild. Sometimes it's like they almost have another shot at it. They can write all the books they want on on parenting, but you never know how it's going to turn out once you go through it, really (laughs) when your kids become adults you have time to reflect on how you really were as a mother or as a father, and once reflecting on the journey in hindsight as a parent, you have an opportunity to kind of change some things you wish you had done with your own kids when the grandchildren come along. The benefit is, of course, you get to give them back. Amen. Amen. See, but hindsight, the one element that makes this concept a reality is time. The future becomes the present and in the present we're able to reflect on the past. Hindsight This is why, sorry, psychologists suggest that this can negatively affect our decision making. The illusion that we have all the time in the world. And if I don't make the most of this, I will have an opportunity to have another go. If we knew our time was limited and our opportunities were numbered, would there be a sense of urgency in what we say? Or what we do? Would we make it count? Like Stephen did. Stephen was not to take these last moments for granted. Assuming that God was going to miraculously deliver him. From the hands of his accusers. Even though we know that God is a mighty deliverer. Amen. Mm-hmm. Act chapter 6 says that Stephen was full of faith and power. And he did great wonders and miracles among the people. But he didn't take for granted that time might not be on his side. See, he had no way of knowing that he was able to look back on this situation because this was the last situation he would find himself in. But despite his circumstances... He seized the opportunity to preach the Word of God. Amen. He made it count. How much would we accomplish if we knew we only had seven days to live? What would we say? What would we do if we knew that our time on this earth was limited? Amen. If we knew that every opportunity that we had to preach the Gospel of Jesus Christ could very well be our last. That the possibility of looking back on our situations and our opportunities in hindsight was not an option. Would we make it count? Matthew 6 and 34 says, Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. There's a poem that was written, it's name called Begin Today by Carl W. Johnson. It says, Dream not too much of what you'll do tomorrow. Mm. How well perhaps you'll do another year. Tomorrow's chance you do not need to borrow. Today is here. Post not too much of the mountains you will master. The time you linger in this world below. To dream is well but doing Brings us faster to where we go. Swear not someday to break some habit fetter When this old year is dead and passed away. But if you want to really live much better. Begin today. Brothers and sisters. We've got to make it count. We've got to make each and every day that we live here on earth. Amen. Each and every day that we live for Jesus Christ. Each and every day that we preach the gospel. We've got to make it count. Abraham Lincoln wrote, once said, And in the end, it's not the years in your life that count. It's the life in your years. You can live for 80 years and never really accomplish anything. Or you can live till you're 40. And live, leave an everlasting impact on this world. Amen. Jesus' ministry pretty much only lasted three years. But He made it count. I know, brothers and sisters, people that were full of faith that have gone before us, that weren't blessed necessarily with the long life. But they made it count. Stephen didn't waste his words, amen? The scripture that I read where Stephen cries out, the scripture that we read where Stephen cries out, he asked for God to forgive the sins of his accuser. But in the midst of that, in the midst of his prayer, in his midst of preaching the word, he somehow plants a seed in the heart of Paul. Amen? Do not underestimate the things you say and how people receive it. And the seeds that are planted within the hearts of those that come into encounter with you each and every day. See Paul was a scholar and highly educated Jewish in Jewish and Greek literature. He knew the word. And he was coming up in the ranks with the Jews. But Stephen purposed in his heart. If I'm going to go down, I'm going to be going down preaching the truth. Mm. Amen. Mm. I'm not going to waste this opportunity for this opportunity could be my last. Mm. And we know now in hindsight. Ironically, that it was. It's interesting that his last words, Stephen asks God to forgive his accusers. This always amazes me. Because it's a subtle indication of where his heart was. I'm I'm not a big fan of flying, but I I fly a fair bit. And sometimes... My flights are early in the morning, so you got to get up. You got to rush, and then you know because they're so early, and because you you, you spent most of the the night before preparing for your trip, um, you, you you might just unfortunately kind of forget to pray on the way to the airport. You know, you got to just rush. I'm human. I'll say I know you guys are a praying church, and everyone here uh, prays, but this is me being honest. Is that okay? So I'm on the plane and I'm about to take off, and then I find myself like repenting before the plane goes off. Just in case. Just in case. Just in case. Lord, pray. You know, I'm praying for the pilot. I'm praying for the stewards. I'm praying for the the mechanical equipment. You know, I'm praying for for everything. You know. And then, but before I do all of that, I'm like, Lord, creating me a clean heart, (laughs) renew me a right spirit, and I'm I'm praying a prayer of repentance, you know, but I should have done that before, amen, I should have done that, but I'm, I'm being honest, I'm being real, I'm being real, I know all of you do it too, come on, I know. But let us not waste time saying things that we should have said before. Amen? When Stephen is in, in, in front of his accusers and he's, he knows he's about to be executed, he, he says, Lord, forgive them. And not, Lord, please forgive me. Wow. If he only had his last four words left, how would we, what would what prayer would we say? Lord, forgive them? Or Lord, forgive me? Just by Stephen's response, Lord, forgive them. He made a count. Which means that he was in right relationship with God. Each and every day of his life. Amen. And I simply want to encourage someone today. That let us not waste time. Saying things that we should have said before. Let us not wait until our brother or our sister is sick before we pray for them. Let us not wait till our brother and sister is not turning up to church. Before we pick up the phone and call them. Let every conversation that we have. Let every prayer that we make. Count. But how often do we do that? How often do we waste time saying things that we should have already made right with God? I simply want to say, let's make it count. Let's make it count. You know, when I look around the room, I know the majority are are, are from Grace Point. You know, but the fact that you're here. The fact that you continue to turn up. The fact that you continue to have this preaching point at Tweed Heads. You want to make your moment count. I know on a Sunday night you could probably be at this the new shopping centre in Kuma. I. I know it's a, it's a lovely eatery. I know all of that. That could be a great time of fellowship. But the fact that you sacrifice your time on a Sunday night. Tells me that you want to make your time count. For the sake of Jesus Christ. Amen the gospel what we say can have an impact in ways we can never imagine if we make it count how many times we shared it last night do we find ourselves caught up in useless conversations sometimes Mm. I don't mind a useless conversation every now and then but There is a time and place when we've got to make our words count. What we say can have an impact in ways ways we can never imagine. Dr. Laurie Carell, she writes, When a friend describes a beautiful sunset, a picture and a feeling are created in your mind. His words enable you to make meaning. When a parent reacts to a child's artwork, Meaning is created between the child and the parent. Meaning which can affect the child's self-concept for a lifetime. When a lie is spoken, a false reality is constructed that once discovered can rupture relationships. Proverbs 15 and 4 says, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life, but perverseness therein is a breach in the spirit. Stephen, with his last words, Ask the Lord to have mercy on his accusers. Let's be honest with ourselves. If we... Sometimes we are being accused and... We have a hard time at our workplace. And maybe the things that come out of our mouths or the thoughts that come out of our hearts. And I see some people looking at each other and giving each other the look. Are not godly thoughts or not the way that God would want us to react to that situation imagine we were in front of our accusers would we really have the the heart and I'm being transparent, I'm being honest with myself right now would I would I have the courage to say Lord forgive them Would I have the ability to forgive them? But I pray that we all get to that point. Sometimes we say, "Oh, you know," and and I know uh, it actually frustrates me that Jesus would do certain things during his lifetime, and and in terms of the way he reacted to situations, in terms. You know, it come down to his character and, and the, the the person that he was. And people might throw up, oh but that was Jesus. Like almost like it's impossible to become like that. And I I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that because Jesus wouldn't model something that we could not become. You know, if if there was if there was if Jesus would do something and, and be, you know, um, uh, uh, you know, just the most loving person, the most kindest person and do all, they have all these qualities. I refuse to believe that it's impossible for us to obtain that and to be like that. Yeah. Truly, truly, if we are, have the desire, and the hunger to conform to His image, then... Everything that He became, or every, everything that He is, we can become. Amen? And I thank the Lord for that. Even And when I look at Stephen and his life, that was a great example of how he was Christ-like. Just as Jesus was on the cross, He prayed for His accusers. He prayed for those that put Him on the cross that the Lord could forgive him. Forgive them. And we again, people look at that story and say, Oh, but that was Jesus. And he... But Stephen is an example. That we can get to that point. With our relationship with God. We can be so conformed to the image of Christ. Where we can stand before our accusers. And say, Lord, forgive them. And make it count, Amen. Amen. What do we stay? I'm not going to take too much time. I want to. I want to spend more time actually praying. I want to spend more time praying. Hallelujah. And uh, if I can invite Lord, her, thank you, Jesus. one of our talented musicians up, please. Is there anyone available? Make an account. I want to try to do something a little different here. So I want to see. Everyone here is at different stages of the walk with God. Right? Everyone has spent a lifetime living for Jesus. Some of us some of you may have even grown up in church but it's not until your teenage years that you actually you know have to make that decision for yourself You step out of your your family's shadows and you've got to develop your own relationship with God I know you have brother Joe Strand here and uh, something he once told me that always um, has always stuck with me you know he was, he uh, I think he's like three generations Pentecostals. There's so about three generations, and and I was talking to him when, one he came for a family camp, and I said to him, "Are oh, so you third generation?" And he said, no, nope, I'm first generation. I'm first generation." I said, "Okay, so I thought your father and grandfather, I guess yeah, but God hasn't got any grandchildren, right. you know, because every child of, of God." Whether your first, second, third, fourth generation at one point in their life has to make their own decision. Uh, and as soon as you make that, first, that your own decision, you become first generation. Amen? Because you're first generation. Amen. So, all of us here are at different stages. Some, some new, some not so new. Some I want to be very kind. And uh, Some of us have been here a lot longer. So I wonder if we do something a little bit different. I wonder if we have maybe in the front, um, if those our our elders. We all need elders. God bless the elders. I think more churches should acknowledge the elders. Amen. And, and, And respect and honor. Give honor where honor is due. Those that have walked this walk for many, many years and have so many... Life lessons and teachings and and things that they can impart on on us younger ones. I think,
3: all
1: in that category. The younger ones, maybe. I'm in the middle, I think. Maybe. But um, I wonder if we get, you know, some of our leaders and some of those that have been in the, serving the law for many, many years and our conference. Um, speaker done something similar but this is I'm, I'm not gonna pray for like literally like a blessing and double anointing but I wonder if we have our uh, our uh, our leaders uh, our ministers or you know those that have been in the Lord for for a number of years if they'll come to the front please yeah. Up to front, and just just uh stand in line and face the back. Yeah. Okay. These are people that have made a count. That have not wasted you know their life but have decided to live for God and they've been doing so for many Many years, amen. So I wonder if everyone else would come and stand opposite them, and just stand opposite them, amen. You guys, want to come on? Come on, it's alright. So we're just going to pray for each other. Alright? Yes. So, I would just like, first, I would just like, Elders is elders is a good respectful term. We're elders, man. We're elders, yes. amen. That's a good respectful term. I don't want to offend anyone, but it is. Amen. I, want you, I wonder if you would lay hands and just pray. For our brothers and our sisters. Pray. That they would make their lives count. That everything they do. Would be for the kingdom of God. And they won't waste time. Fulfilling the call of God. Because. You are an example. Of people. That have made their lives count. They look up to you. As leaders. As elders. You have lived a life. You have many years of living for God and and having a relationship with God and 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 in a way, our brothers and sisters on this side haven't even scratched the surface. So I wonder, as a body, if if, if you would pray for our young brethren, our young brothers and sisters, that they have, you know, God willing they have their whole life ahead of them that they will make it count that they will make it count and then after that I want this line just to pray a prayer of thanks that God has blessed us, with people in our lives that have led the way That led the way for us. Amen. People that can be an encouragement, people that can be a source of strength, whatever we're going through. That there are people that love us. Amen, that really care for where we spend our eternity. So, first we'll pray that these young people will make the most of their life. Whatever they're going through, they want personal, uh, specific prayer. We'll pray for that. But then, after that, I want you to pray a prayer of thanks. Thanking the Lord that there are people that have gone before us. That we can look at their lives and they can be an example of how to live for God. Amen? Amen. So, why don't we join together and lay hands on one another and lift up our voices in prayer? Hallelujah. Yes, you did open the door. Help him to see the window of
2: opportunity, Lord Jesus, for his life that's set before him, Lord Jesus. Give him
1: strength to us in the name.
2: Give him understanding, Lord Jesus, your, to love you, to follow you, to trust you. Jesus. Oh, God, be his leader, help him to follow you, Lord Jesus, help him to serve you better, way, Lord Jesus. You know all things, oh God, you know all the trials, on all things, oh God, but be there strength unto
4: you, All we have, Lord
0: Jesus, all we have is you, oh
4: God.
2: All we have is trusting in you, Lord Jesus. Lead us, guide us, my God. Hallelujah. Strengthen Jesus us, Jesus. Jesus. Give us wisdom and
4: understanding, Lord Jesus. To serve you, our Lord, I feel the Lord. But tonight, Lord Jesus, this is the time, this is the day.
2: you do not have it,
3: much
4: time, Lord Jesus. You come in this
0: Lord. Oh
2: Lord Jesus. Therefore,
4: help us to use this opportunity, Lord Jesus. You give us
3: Holy
2: Ghost, Lord. Jesus. You did give us so power after we received the Holy Ghost.
3: Help
2: us to use, use this
3: power, Lord. Help us
4: somehow to trust the Lord. In all things that we Lord before us, oh God, hallelujah, hallelujah Jesus, my Lord, Jesus, Lord. praise you, Lord. Praise you Lord. Help us, God, to we you all you, Lord. Jesus, my
0: God. Oh God,
2: my
4: Savior,
2: hallelujah Live
4: the bond of Holy Ghost, Run and are
3: hallelujah, connect us, with you say, Jesus with you, Lord well, Jesus. Me, God. Jesus, because
4: the Jesus, Lord Jesus. There nothing
3: impossible, Lord,
4: Lord,
3: Lord Jesus, to can do. From the, the
4: end, Lord Jesus, help us be you, Jesus. Lead us and guide us, Lord Jesus, for greater peace nothing else all things God. Lord, Jesus. Bless the, well, bless the Lord, bless the Lord, of my soul,
2: and everything within me, bless his holy name. We pray in Jesus', Jesus name, Jesus' ask for these things. We pray, you
4: Jesus you. the center of your church, Jesus be the center of your church, and every knee will bow, and every tongue shall confess you Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We. My God, my Savior, has ransomed me, and like a flower, His mercy reigns, unending love. Amen. Amém <música> love, amazing grace, unending, unending love, amazing grace, unending love, amazing grace, hallelujah,
0: amen,
2: thank you Jesus, thank you Lord. Lord, I'm so glad, Lord, that when I took my step forward, Lord, you took a step closer to me, oh God. Hallelujah. You did not wait, Lord Jesus, Lord. But, Lord, you came down from heaven, Lord God. And, Lord, you reached out, Lord Jesus, even when, Lord, we cursed you, oh God. And you made a way, oh God. Hallelujah, Lord Jesus. We love you. We thank you, Lord Jesus, Lord. And Lord, even though our life is a thousand steps, Lord Jesus, each step that we take is one step closer to you, God. Hallelujah, Lord. And we love, Lord, that you filled us with your spirit, Lord. And Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you bless this fellowship, Lord Jesus. As we go from this house, Lord, but not from your presence, Lord. Let's make our words count, Lord Jesus. Lord, like you said, you spoke life into this world, Lord Jesus. Let our heart, let our spirit, Lord, speak life in those around us. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. Hallelujah, church. We've got refreshments here a cup of tea, cakes, and that. And we may even go out for ice cream. Hallelujah. Amen.
4: Very good. Even your plan.